Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I owe you an apology. I have been falling down on my obligation to regularly present the findings from our research program to you in the weekly vlog. I have never actually done that consistently. And sitting here, I feel like that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't always, the minute we publish something, share it with you in the vlog. Why aren't I doing that? Um, I could go on and on. I'm pretty low in the personality trait of follow through. <laughs> So I start a bunch of things and and complete way fewer things. God bless me. But uh, whatever the reason, I just have not been doing a good job of sharing with you our research findings. So uh, right around now-ish, in a series of vlogs, I'm going to present to you the research findings that we have published just to make sure that you are aware of them. So today's vlog is going to center on uh, a set of findings that we published back in 2020 that are so, 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 so important for anyone looking to successfully um, navigate a weight loss journey. And it's on the topic of hunger and cravings, two really important things for anyone who has weight to lose. Because in general, what research shows is that when people try to lose weight, hunger goes up because they're eating fewer calories than their body needs to sustain itself, and cravings go up. Um, and that is just generally what happens. A lot of that is mediated by hormonal changes, right? Um, when you try to diet, ghrelin goes up. That's the main sort of hunger hormone, especially the one that feels like acute hunger where your stomach is really actually growling. That's ghrelin. Um, and, uh, when you lose weight, leptin goes down in general, I'm not talking about bright line eating. I'm talking about in general, right? That's the hormone that tells your brain that you've had enough food and you're done eating and you feel like getting active and using all that fuel to go do something productive. Um, and also when people try to lose weight in general, um, fMRI studies show that their brains are even more sensitive to food cues. So, uh, they get triggered, um, all the time in their environment by, uh, you know, signs to drive throughs and the foods that other people are eating. And those, those triggers actually get more acute, but not, it turns out with bright line eating. And I want to, um, I'll finish with a little story, but let me just share the data. Okay, so the data, this, this was published in Current Developments in Nutrition in uh, May 29th, 2020, and it's called Changes in Hunger and Craving in an Eight-Week Commercial Weight Loss Program Using a Food Addiction Framework. And what we did was we took about 1,200 people who went through the Brightline Eating Boot Camp, and we had them track their hunger and craving levels daily. Okay, um, through the entire uh, boot camp. 
And here's what we found. Starting the boot camp at baseline, people who were starting at a higher BMI, a higher weight, had significantly higher baseline hunger and craving ratings. That was a very large effect. So the heavier someone was at the beginning of the boot camp, the more cravings, uh, food cravings they were experiencing, and the more hungry they were on average. Now, this is interesting. They haven't even started the boot camp yet. Um, and they're reporting lots of hunger in day-to-day life, right? Just at baseline and lots of food cravings, okay? Um, on average, across the whole sample, on a scale from one to five, average hunger and craving levels starting the boot camp. Now, again, you can imagine that starting the boot camp, uh, people haven't started yet. So presumably they're eating what and when they want, right? Um, and so it's kind of interesting that starting the boot camp on a scale from one to five, where five is super hungry, lots of cravings, right? Um, and these were independent measures. People were uh, rating their hunger on a scale from one to five, and then separately their cravings on a scale from one to five. On average, it was moderate. So starting the boot camp at baseline, people were, you know, uh, two point something, above 2.5, but like moderate. Then they did the eight-week boot camp, and as people were losing weight through the boot camp, and people lose a statistically significant amount of weight through the boot camp, typically usually around, you know, 7, 7.8, 7.9% of their starting body weight, which usually equates to 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 pounds, something like that, obviously depending on how much they weighed at baseline. Uh, but so they're losing weight steadily, and both their hunger and cravings levels dropped significantly all the way through, all the way through. Now, Interestingly, there was a little bit of daily fluctuation through the week where the week did not look steady. It was kind of scalloped, like lower at some times and higher at other times, which is interesting. Maybe a little weekend effect where there's more food cues around or something like that. But on average, the little scallops, it just went down and down and down and down and down till at the end of the boot camp, on average, the whole cohort had experienced a whoppingly statistically significant decrease in hunger and a whoppingly statistically significant decrease in cravings, okay? To the point where at the end, average ratings were like in the 1.5 range, which means, you know, where one is no hunger, no cravings, and two is little hunger, little cravings. So we're talking little to no hunger or cravings on average anymore ever at the end of the Brightline Eating Bootcamp. Pretty phenomenal given that they just lost a bunch of weight, a statistically significant amount of weight, and their hunger and craving levels went down. Now, I don't know every study that's ever been published in the history of weight loss, but I have never seen anyone else publish findings that showed that while losing weight, people's hunger and cravings went down. Never seen it. If you, come, if you come across a study like that, please send it in to my research team because I would love to know. Just contact us at support.brightlineeating.com. But I'm telling you, these findings are remarkable. Now, one last thing that we saw, which is fabulous, because as we all know, obesity is um, you know, a, a, a more pressing public health concern Every day, it's just getting worse and worse. And for the individuals who suffer from obesity, it's just devastating. More significant yet, 
individuals who started the boot camp at a higher baseline weight status experienced significantly greater decreases in hunger and cravings than the rest of the population, meaning that they were helped the most by the Bright Line Eating Bootcamp. So now the story that I promised. I was traveling, um, this was a little while ago, this was a couple years ago, it was before COVID, and um, I ran into a friend at a conference, uh, we were catching up, and uh, she'd started doing Bright Line Eating. She didn't have a lot, a lot of weight to lose, and uh, she's, she's just delightful. And um, she was just kind of gushing and raving about how much Bright Line Eating was working for her. And she looked deep in my eyes and she said, Susan, it's the fact that I don't have any hunger and I'm not craving anymore. She said, on every other plan I've ever tried, every time I've ever tried to get this excess weight off, I always start the plan and then I, I can't work effectively because I'm distracted by my hunger and my cravings. And she said, I'm just not down with that. Like I, you know, if I need a little extra food here or there to make that go away, I will eat it. But on your plan, I have been just peaceful. Like I can work through the day and not be distracted by hunger or cravings. And that is the difference in your plan. It's what makes it doable for me long-term. Now she's not our typical um, bright lifer because she's, um, you know, a six on the susceptibility scale, not super high, you know, at most she's grappling with 20, 30 extra pounds. So not super big numbers. Um, and yet, you know, it was powerful to hear her rave like that about what the reduction in hunger and cravings meant for her on her weight loss journey. You know, that weight was significant for her. It was, you know, what it represented was a whole new wardrobe of clothes that she didn't want to buy as her weight kept climbing up. You know, she's a professional woman, super successful, and wardrobes of professional clothes are super expensive. And she wanted to feel cute in her clothes as she showed up to these massive corporations that she works with and helps them retool their their business teams and stuff. And she's like, it's just, it's just such a dream for her that she gets to get back into her wardrobe of clothes that fit, that she'd already purchased from the past. And yeah, the reduction in hunger and cravings met, meant all the difference for her. So um, you have my uh, scout's honor. Maybe that's not appropriate for me to say because I was never a scout. <laughs> but you have my pledge that I will rectify the fact that I have not been sharing our research findings with you. This was the first installment of a research update. I apologize for not sharing our research findings with you, but that's a pretty significant one right there. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.